Pandora's box, a box of chocolates. Would I know to stay away? What's that? Pandora's box, a box of chocolates. Would I eat them anyway? 'Cause every time I have half a mind to leave you, babe, that means I have half a mind to stay. Good evening. It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. I'm Mike, and Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food that we do once a week. And we have a guest in the studio. And let's see if I can get you up there. Hello. Hello. And this is Sylvia. Sylvia. Hola. Sylvia is the uh, founder of uh, Pilar's Catering, uh, serving Salvadorian food in, uh, in Ann Arbor for some years now. And excitingly enough, now uh, starting the uh, cafe, the Pilar's Cafe. So how are you doing? I'm doing great. Real good. Happy to be here, Mike. Thank you. Great. And uh, we'll have a question that's probably impossible to answer, but I'll try it anyway. <laughs> I'm going to try. Okay. Um, this is one of those questions like, how do you describe jazz? You know, uh, Right, right. Uh, um, how do you describe uh, Salvadorian food? Uh, good for you food. You know, it's uh, Salvadorian food is wonderful because there's a lot of fresh ingredients in it, lots of fresh vegetables, um, lots of lime juice, lots of cilantro. It's just really good. I like I like I like to describe it as um, indigenous or peasant food, you know, because mm -hmm. this is food that that truly you can eat every single day because it's food that's good for you. It uh, nurtures you. It uh makes you feel wonderful and it tastes real good. Mm -hmm. So we, you know, we do a lot of uh, cooking with grains, lots of uh, wonderful organic grains, beans, different kinds, pinto, red, black. Um, and then we even do some uh, brown rice, which is wonderful. But Salvadorian cuisine is, uh, you know, it's, uh, I, don't, I don't know, you know. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Mm -hmm. How do you describe it? You know, it's uh, colorful. I hear very, that already. Absolutely. Already very colorful. colorful. I know that. Very hands-on, you know, our food is, there is nothing in the in the restaurant or as growing up that wasn't made by hand. So um, it's it's beautiful. you got to shape things. you got to, you know, use your hands a lot. And uh, I would say that that would be a big Salvadorian, um, you know, technique, I guess. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So you have been catering for... Five years. Five years. Yeah, five years. And uh, it's funny because when uh, my mother and I first, uh, Lillian, first uh, opened up Pilar's Cafe and my husband, Joe, of course, mm -hmm. I can't forget my, my sweetheart. And um, we we thought, hey, you know, this sounds great. We'll do, we'll cater Salvadorian cuisine. But uh, about six months into it, we realized that we didn't really have a catering business. We had a tamale business. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, catering has been a huge part of our business. But uh, once uh, people started trying out our hand-crafted uh, tamales, it was kind of one of those, like, you know, wildfires. Uh -huh. So you, you started out just ha selling tamales one at a time. Yeah. I, I come up to you, I buy one or three. Right, right, right. Well, you know, the thing is, when we first started... Yeah, we did, you know, we obviously very, um, 
I mean, we didn't advertise. We didn't do anything like that. It was all word of mouth. So here we are in this uh, catering kitchen now, this uh, open, beautiful kitchen, but going, okay, now how do we get people to eat our food? <laughs> <laughs> and um, so really it was just a matter of having a few people outside of my, my group of friends who started trying our food, and then it was just the word got passed around, and here we are five and a half years later. And uh, at the beginning, right, you you had to call in orders and uh you know i started with a with a menu online and uh it was simple it was wonderful things that i grew up with and uh about a year and a half later after we opened the catering somebody approached me about doing food at liberty square plaza doing some vending outside right on the corner of liberty and uh, division division yep right. okay. yep and so i thought wow that sounds great that sounds wonderful because i love that kind of thing i you know it's uh i'm a street girl if you know what i mean no i'm just joking <laughs> um but uh you've got the rhythm of the street yeah that's yeah. right the rhythm of the street let's right. yeah let's re- let's uh make sure we know what we're saying here yes yes <laughs> but uh so then I said to my husband, I said, Joe, honey, you know, I uh, we've got an opportunity to maybe do some some vending on the streets, and I we you know I don't know anything about that, but uh, I would love to do that. And so he he's very uh, handy, so he said, well, I'll be I'll build us a food cart. And so, wow. well, actually, no, something came before the food cart that he built. Um, one of my neighbors at, uh, at, our, at our old kitchen on Miller Street had a little hot dog cart. Okay. And so basically, it was just stored in her garage. And I said, Nancy, I said, you know, I'd like to, can I borrow your hot dog cart? <laughs> and, um, you know, to try this out and see if it works. And uh, ended up working real well. But, uh, you know, but yeah, some months later, Joe built a food cart for us, okay. which is the, the one that runs on South University. I've always wondered where food carts come from, you know? Yeah, you know, <laughs> probably Latin America. What, oh, okay. what it is, it's, you know, it, I mean, in, in all parts of the world do a lot of vending outside, you know, but uh, definitely a Central American, Latin America, you can find foods in, in you know, on the streets. Um, so I think they're probably somewhere around there. And here in the U.S., you know, with everything, with having the more resources, the uh, food carts got a little bit fancier. And it mm-hmm. wasn't just a push cart, but actually right. <laughs> uh, but actually, something a little bit uh, more modern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's fun. It's a lot of fun. So now there is a sequence of events I just want to make sure I understand. Yeah. There's the catering and there's selling stuff in food carts on the street. Which right. one came first and how did that happen? Uh, well, catering came first. Okay. Definitely catering. That's how we started the company. And uh, about a year, like I said, a year, maybe it was a year and a half later, is when the we started the, the vending outside the food cart. And um, we started with what the little food cart that I was telling you that uh, we borrowed, which now belongs to us. We ended up buying it from Nancy. Um, it was just a little tiny hot dog cart. And uh, some months later, Joe built a bigger one. And then we started doing two food carts, one in South University in the corner of, of South Unistu in front of the School of Social Work, and then the one on Liberty and Division. So... Uh, yeah, pretty much it's a spring to spring and summer, warm weather. We don't do anything in the winter months with mm. the food carts because that's just not, that's not what we do, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, from then, you know, really I've, uh, we've been asked to do many, many events. Uh, we do a lot of local things that we just got done doing Earth Day, 
botanical gardens. We do art fair, African American festival. Um, At uh, Hart Plaza in Detroit. Well, you know, I've been invited there, and I have not uh, yet. Uh, you know, it's something that we haven't done yet. Maybe down the line. Okay, so I'm okay. The African American Festival. Oh, in, the American over here in, in Ann Arbor. Arbor. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. The one on Fourth Street. Okay. So that's our. I think we've done it for two years now. Okay. And uh, so. It's it's been a real fun experience. Lots of work, lots of tamales. Mm-hmm. Well, I should before <coughs> all people are probably their mouths are watering, so we should get tell people uh, where Pilar's Cafe is. Actually, that is on State Street, and it's in that building that's had uh, some funny stuff painted on it before. Right. It used to be some kind. I don't even know what it was, but there was a, a silhouette of a guy with his brain showing in his head. Oh my I, and I wish I'd taken a picture of that. And I, I think it was some kind of, I don't even know what it was, plastics, physics, something. I have no idea. Then it, it was just adorned with huge vegetables. Right. And uh, now it's Pilar's Cafe. Right, it's right. On State Street, approximately between Eisenhower Parkway and downtown. Yeah, it's Stimson Road. Yeah, yeah. And it's open uh, It's seven open. days a week. Yeah, seven days a week, Monday through Sunday. And um, it's 2285 South State Street. Okay. <clears throat> and uh, we're open Monday through Thursday, 7 to 7, and uh, Friday, Saturdays from 7 to 8. I'm sorry, eight, 7 to 9, that's right. Okay. Yeah, here I'm trying to shorten my hours, right? <laughs> and then Sundays from uh, 8 to 2. Okay. So we do a, a long uh, breakfast on Sundays, okay. which is wonderful because it used to kind of be this, uh, it, it's it's the word has gotten out. So Saturdays and Sundays are big, big breakfast times. So we're we've had to you know push up that uh, that breakfast hours now. Okay. Huevos rancheros, huevos con chorizo, mm. peasant breakfast, sweet plantains, and and uh, organic refried black beans mm. with a little bit of crema on the top. So mm. <laughs> you know something I grew up with. Yeah. You know. So I'd like to talk in just a moment about what exactly are in those wonderful things and how okay. you make them and such in just a sure. moment. I'd like to just play a little bit of uh, lively music here to uh, spice things up in the studio. Absolutely. Okay. I'm talking to Sylvia of Pilar's Cafe and Catering, and this is Pandora's Lunchbox. Hey, Justin, no se te olvide la jicama, okay? No la jicama, quiero decir la jamaica. Okay, gracias. <laughs>
And that's some spicy music from Joey Altruda from his album Kingston Cocktail. And that tune was called Call Me at Cleo's. But we're not at Cleo's right now. We're at, we're at Pilar's. This that's is Pan- right. <laughs> Pan- this is Pandora's Lunchbox. And I'm here with Sylvia from Pilar's Cafe and Catering, makers of Salvadorian food. And you ha- sent out a certain secret message uh, just before the break there. That uh... <laughs> <laughs> I like to tease everybody over there. But uh, no, it was I, I told Justin to uh, not forget. He's one of our cooks. I said, don't forget to brew the, the hibiscus flower tea. Ah. Because it's one of our biggest sellers. That one in the horchata, the house rice drink. But the hibiscus we've been brewing since we opened, um, you know, our our place. And uh, it's just a wonderful, wonderful tea. We brew it from the hibiscus flower. Mm-hmm. In Spanish, it's Jamaica. Jamaica. It's very, yeah, it's just a wonderful flower. It's a... It's uh, kind of got a bit of a of a bite to it, so you really got to put a little bit of a sweetener in there. But uh, it's wonderful, lots of vitamin C in it. It's a really refreshing tea. It really very, is. very refreshing, and that's the thing. You know, in Latin America, um, they're called agua frescas, which would you translate it means fresh waters. A lot of uh, drinks in Latin America are very. I mean, obviously, with a tropical weather, you've got to have something that refreshes you right away, you know, take off that, that heat. Mm-hmm. And so we don't really do a lot of thick nectars, uh, which nectars are wonderful. But, again, agua frescas means something refreshing, fresh waters. And so Jamaica is one of those waters mm-hmm. that you can just, on a real hot day, just drink 16 ounces, no problem. <laughs> I could drink 16 or 32. Really right, no right. Problem. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You're also talking about the rice drink? Yeah, talk, the horchata. Horchata is, um, again, very traditional to Latin American countries. And each country has its own specialty. And just like with every cook as well, you have your own way of, of doing things. Our horchata is, um, what makes it extra special is that it's made with morro. It's M O R R O. It's a it's a it's a Salvadorian spice, and it almost looks like a big giant peppercorn. Hmm. And then inside of it, it's got a coconutty flavor to it. It's coconut, yeah, coconutty. And uh, we take the rice, the almond, the morro, the nutmeg, uh, chunks of cinnamon, like Mexican cinnamon, and then we toast everything. Hmm. We toast it for about ten fifteen minutes, and then it's soaked overnight. And then the next day. You grind it, and you grind it, and you grind it some more. Um, and then you sift it through a cheesecloth. We have the Salvadorian um, mantas, which means a, a, a rag or a cloth. And um, a lot like a cheesecloth, you, you, you pour the mix in, and then you're adding a little bit of water, and then you're stirring as you're adding. And so you're pouring everything that's falling into a bucket. Um, on the bottom is the essence, like the milk of the rice. And it's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And good, good horchata should never have dairy in it. Oh, okay. And although it looks like it could, it's all from the rice. And uh, it's one of our specialties. And it's a light, refreshing, and subtle drink, I think, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've actually even heard, uh, um, you know, kind of a desserty uh, drink as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's wonderful. That's my mother, Lillian's specialty. Oh, okay. She uh, she's She's one of our... Or chata ladies, one of our tamale ladies. Aha. Uh-huh. Many, many, many different things. You know, we all have different different hats. We we wear, uh, we have a lot of different uh, jobs that we do, and and we do it well. Yes, you do. And speaking of hats, yes. you're, you're wearing a very colorful hat right now. 
this hat that one of my very special friends made it for me. Her name is Pat. And uh, she's actually, um, she vends at the farmer's market okay. on Sundays. And Pat Calderon. And uh, she actually sewed all of our tablecloths in oh, the wow. restaurant. Oh, wow. So they're beautiful. A lot of things that have been done for our, our place. It's been a wonderful, um, very... Lots of friends and uh, people that we know, you know, have really uh, cooperated and uh, have put in their their love for us in the cafe. And Pat is the one that she's uh, made. made well, I, I would I wouldn't call her my my hat maker, mm-hmm. but she uh, definitely has made me some beautiful hats. And, and this, uh, this hat is uh, covered with peppers of all with sorts. Chili peppers, chili yeah. peppers of all colors. Yeah, and yes. uh, and then you know she's done the tablecloth. So. Yeah, lots of things that are in the restaurant have been very special to are special to us because people have done it with with love. Yeah. And uh, we're talking about Pilar's Cafe. If you just tuned in a moment ago, I'm with Sylvia, and uh, my mouth is watering while we're talking uh-huh. about this. But you were you mentioned tamales, and well, now I got to we got to talk about yeah, tamales, tamales definitely. Yeah, tamales are again, you know, one of those real tamales are. A Latin American tradition, I would say. And a lot like I say to people, you know, when people say, oh, I love tamales or, oh, I've had I've had tamales before. It's it's wonderful because um, then you kind of have an idea that tamales are made with corn. Mm -hmm. Corn is the basis of tamales. And uh, throughout different parts of Latin America, throughout even different, you know, within the countries and even within regions of a country, the tamales can vary. In size, in the way that they're wrapped, whether they're wrapped with corn husk or banana leaves, and the stuffing, what gets put inside is, again, it's kind of like a pizza. You know, you can say, oh, I love pizza, but, you know, we all have our favorite pizzas. Right. Right, you know, but uh, the basis of pizza, it's the dough and the sauce on the top, Mm -hmm. and then the toppings vary. I like tamales. Our tamales are very Salvadorian-style tamales. They're nice. What makes them Salvadorian is that they're wrapped in banana leaves versus corn husk. Okay. And that's just because that's what's more available in El Salvador. Corn husk is not, I mean, corn, it is a big uh, crop of ours, but what's more available is the uh, plantain leaves, banana leaves. And so that's what they're wrapped in. And uh, we have uh, three tamales in-house, which uh, if you had them in El Salvador during Christmas, they're called tamale especial, which means special tamale. And what makes them special is that uh, they have capers and green olives. Again, this is during Christmas only. And uh, what, make, what why they're special is because capers and green olives, it's, a, it's an expensive ingredient. Mm. And so the families will spend a little bit of money during the holidays and will throw in some of this capers and olives and into their tamales. And that's why they're called special tamales, oh. which is really wonderful and fascinating because it it makes you realize the things that we here take for granted. You know, here we look at a, a caper and a green olive as just like, oh, caper and green olives. How nice. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, or, you know, but uh, we're there. It's uh, it's a specialty. It's uh, families will spend a little bit more money to make this a Christmas tamale. And so there's capers, green olives, a slice of potato, a slice of green pepper, and there are house sauce. And then they're wrapped in banana leaves, and then they're steamed. Mm-hmm. And they're wonderful. What else can I say? <laughs> <laughs> so um, 
Why uh, wrap them in? Why wrap them in plantain, or mm-hmm. why wrap them in corn husks? What What's the reason for that? Yeah, well, again, with uh, Salvadoran tamales, that's you know the the banana leaf is what's more available. But particularly for me as a cook, I've actually tried both. I used to use a lot of corn husks with some of my tamales. And I really I like the uh, the essence the the almost the the smell the even that uh, the the banana leaf gives the the uh, tamale a little bit of a I don't know how to quite describe mm. it but it it really it kind of leaks into the tamale this wonderful flavor mm. so which I wasn't finding in corn husk a lot but they're both pretty and they're both great ways of, mm-hmm. of wrapping them but um but yeah and we and you know we have different kinds of tamales we have the uh the meat tamales vegetarian vegan and then we also have some sweet desserty tamales and i love i got to talk about the sweet desserty tamales oh, yeah. sweet plantain tamale oh, which i yeah. want i want to just skip dinner and have one of those right, right now myself right. but uh, <clears throat> well, and you know that tamale is kind of funny because a lot of the things that I've um, been able to create over the years, often growing up as a child, you know, you, you don't have any waste. Waste is not a word that exists in our vocabulary. You know, you mm-hmm. make do with what you have, but everything that you have, you you make it. There is no such thing as same thing again, you know, going back here where it's like, oh, throw that away. There it's like every single thing gets made. And... um so I want to tell you this story with the sweet plantains. About three years ago, in our in our old catering kitchen, um, I had two cases of plantains, which is a large banana. It looks like a banana, but it's large. And then when it gets uh, when it ripens, it starts turning like a banana, so it browns up, kind of yellowish, and it softens up. And that's when the sugars are fully developing, and uh, they become very sweet. Hmm. And so I had two cases, which was 80 pounds of of plantains. And I said to my mom, I said, Mom, I said, what am I going to do with this 80 pounds? I don't want to lose them. Hmm. You know, here they are. They're beautiful. They're ripe. But what, you know, usually traditionally you fry them up. So you slice them and then uh, and then and then fry them up. Um, So I said, huh, I know I'll make sweet plantain tamales. Okay. So it was one of those things that a lot of the things that I've done like that as I've, as a new creation are things that I go, hey, you know, why not? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the, why not? And uh, so that tamale is a real special one for, for breakfast. It's got raisins, nutmeg, cinnamon. Mm-hmm. And then again, it's got the corn in it because that's traditional. You can't have a tamale without the corn. Right. And uh, and people lately actually at the restaurant have been accompanying it with a big scoop of ice cream on the side oh, and a little good. maple syrup. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm hungry too now. Yeah. Well, you were talking about all, all some of the things you do. You have uh, vegan, you have uh, meat, uh, tamales, you have different foods. And organic food yeah. is a big part of what you do in, mm-hmm. in Pilar's Cafe. Can yeah. you talk about that? Well, you know, not everything's organic that we do, but there are some things that I feel really... Here's my is what I say to people. If I can't feed it to my family, I'm not going to feed it to you. So with the, with the meats, they're free-range, antibiotic, hormone-free meats. Mm-hmm. And I feel great about that because we all know that the meat industry isn't the... Uh, the clean is out there mm-hmm. for, you know, I don't want to get too political into that. But again, I just feel really good about that. I feel like that's what my family eats and that's what I want to feed you. Uh, the grains, uh, the black beans, tur- uh, red beans, white beans, pinto, they're all organic grains. Again, 
I um, I eat a lot of, you know, healthier food, organic foods. And so there's been things throughout the years that I've thought, hey, you know, why not? I'll pay a little extra, but it's uh, it feels good for me and it feels good to serve that. You know, it's like I want people to not only enjoy what they're eating, but I want their bodies to to feel good. And um, and so that's been a very important part of our of our growth is uh doing things that that are going to make us feel good because there is a lot of sickness going on now you know in the world in general people are suffering from all kinds of things and unfortunately our food is not being taken care of the way that it should which is natural you know i mean so much out there has got preservatives and things that that it's it's not supposed to you know what i mean yeah so i i i'm very influenced by this new um new uh, way of cooking and um yeah and i like to do a lot of local things too so i'm a vendor at the farmer's market on saturdays Mm -hmm. and again you know these are things you know we all get influenced by different people by different situations in life and i'm one of those people that i i do when i see something that that i like it's like hey why not even if it may be say as a as a business owner in the restaurant yeah ingredients are expensive but I also realized that when you have something great, the food tastes good. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, same thing, you know, at the farmer's market, I do a lot of local things. When things start coming out, I do a um, a tamale actually just for one month. And it's during the time that the corn, the sweet Michigan corn is out. Mm. And it's just nothing but cor- sweet Michigan corn. And then I serve it with this fresh crema, which is like a, like a cream. Mm-hmm. And wonderful. Same thing with, uh, with uh, my juices. We're going to start doing some watermelon juice, uh, cantaloupe, honeydew. Again, I get those at the, you know, from some of my friends at the, at the farmer's market who grow this fruit. So a lot of those things, vegetables, the uh, lettuce. So as soon as I can start getting things from uh, my friends at the at the farmer's market, I start using that, that product. It feels right. It feels special. So, that's yeah. a great thing. Yeah, it's it's good. And, you know, that's that's what uh, how I grew up. I grew up that you got to use using your resources, what's around you. You know, why get something from South America if you have it right here? Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, um, that's how that's been. And, and people have really enjoyed that. And I've gotten a lot of, you know, we've got a lot of loyal, loyal customers because they, they appreciate that. You know, they know we're not a big company. We're a small family-owned business. And uh, it's been a wonderful five years. But, uh, but I uh, definitely, I, I, I want to feel good about what I do. And that makes me, you know, feel good. Yeah. And now having done Pilar's catering for five years, uh, Pilar's Cafe is open. It opened about six weeks ago, right? Uh, I, we've been open for three months now. Oh, okay. I know. It's been crazy. Oh, okay. It's kind of like that. And you and what is the address again? Just for Yeah, me? it's 2285 South State Street. It's between Stimson and Eisenhower. Okay. And um, right on the top of the hill, and you won't miss it, it's a, in big, beautiful letters uh, that my husband carved out. Mm-hmm. It says Pilar's Cafe. Mm-hmm. And you definitely got to come in and check it out because it's a beautiful place and, and you love the food and the service. And we've got a lot of great folks there, and I wish I could mention all their names, uh-huh. but... 
I'll get, you know, I'll forget somebody and then they'll get mad at me. No. But yeah, my, my brother's been a wonderful, a wonderful partner and somebody that, uh, that I can, that we, we've been able to work really well together and, and, um, we've got a lot of dreams together and lots of people that have a lot of dreams and that's what it's all about, you know, not just about what you do, but what other people, um, making other people's, uh, dreams as well come true. Great. And I should mention, Pilar's Cafe is closing tonight, right, at 7 o'clock? Is that yep. correct? Mm-hmm. But tomorrow it will be open? It will be open tomorrow till 9 p.m. Um, when it, does it open? It opens at 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. Okay. And um, It's open seven days a week? Seven days a week, absolutely. Come and have some wonderful tamales and pupusas. Yes. Yeah. Did you have the pupusas? I had the pupusas. Oh, yeah. that was nice. Oh, the pupusas are wonderful. It's a hand corn made tortilla. I had a pork pupusa. The, pupusa? Is that singular? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> pupusa. Mm-hmm. And I put it in the in the salad, which was? The curtido. Yeah, pupusas in El Salvador, it's... Uh, it's a hand corn major tea, and it's stuffed with uh, different mixes. We have a one that's got a couple of our, our house cheese mix, and then it's got uh, refried organic beans, chicken. And what you do, you stuff the tortilla, then you close it up, you pat it back out, and then you grill it. And everything melts inside, and it's served with this wonderful pickle slot called curtido. Mm. You stuff it inside. That's the way to do it. A hand food. And food, definitely. Definitely. And we're, our time is up. It's funny how that happened. You'll have how to come back happen? and we'll have to do another half hour on I would love to. I would love to. Thank you so much for having us. And uh, I just like to say hi to everybody at the cafe. And Any thank messages you. you want to send them? Just Well, you know, I'd like to say a special thanks to my brother, Carlos, and Sandy, and my mother, and my husband, Joe. Without everybody who has been involved in this, this wouldn't be possible. And I appreciate everything that everybody does. And, you know, really, I'm a kind of a sentimental person, but mm-hmm. I'd like to say to everybody that everybody that works on with us, too, that thank you. Thank you for all of your hard work that you do. And and uh, let's keep cooking and having fun and growing together. Okay. And to my family, too, that's my little babies. And Natalie, my sister, who, again, if it weren't for her, this wouldn't be possible because she takes care of our kids. So thanks to everybody. And thank you, Sylvia, from Pilar's Cafe and Catering, P-I-L-A-R. And you've been listening to Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN. I've been Mike for half an hour. This has been Sylvia, and we will have to talk again. Thank you, Mike. Well, it's about time for Our Wolf to help us face the music. Actually, it's past time. I need to get uh, get out of the way here. But in the meantime, we're going to hear a little bit of uh, some Sylvia Rodriguez. This is Sueno de Una Noche de Verano, which yep, means... I am dreaming of a... Summer night, which is what we all are, right? Yes, we are. So here's just a little bit of this, and then our wolf will help us to face the music. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Soñé con aviones que nublaron.